Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Ah, these wonderful days of masks and mics and mixing them all up together. Hello! Hi! Happy Mother's Day, family! I have this theory that, you know, we are one huge, fabulous family in a few different locations here in Oakland, but that we are family. And so it is with a um, wide open heart and a deep sense of gratitude for being here at Heart and Soul Center of Light this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ah, deep and humble gratitude to Reverend Dr. Andreette Earl, right? She got her doctor this year. Yes, yes, yes. Ah. So if you will join me in allowing your eyes to fall shut or lowered, ah, I like to anchor myself and I like to remind myself and all of my cells that sometimes we call yourself that God is all there is and there is nothing else regardless of appearances or opinions. And as such, that divinity, that Oludumare that is resonating in, through, and as each one of us is having a heartfelt and a love-filled conversation this morning. Ah, and for this, for this and so much more, I am deeply and humbly grateful. Ah, I release this word and opened this conversation. Ashe amen, amin, aho, and so it is. And so it is. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mamas in whatever form you may take. Happy Mother's Day to our streaming family, to our online family. Happy Mother's Day. You know what? Nobody got here without one, right? And nobody got here without a dad either. I'm not trying to overstep the brothers, but today it's about Mother's Day. Today, it is about the feminine face of God, the nurturing, the caring for all of these things that we think of as being feminine qualities. And we're going to look at some other qualities and invite you to, shall we say, enlarge our consciousness about what we think about when we think about the feminine face of God. I want to again emphasize that we're talking about however it came. We're talking about the foster moms. We're talking about the step moms. We're talking about the ones that said, I pick you and you pick me. The adopted moms, right? We're talking about all the moms. We're talking about the birth moms. And we're talking about the dad moms too. 
I want to bring that. I want to speak that. You know, at Mother's Day, at Father's Day, we routinely, I used to get cards because I was a single mom, right? So I would get Father's Day cards. I want us to acknowledge that in this time that we're living in, in increasing numbers and for various reasons, and of course, that's always been true even when we did not know that or recognize it as being true, there's some dad moms. Yes, Ashe. Ah. The feminine principle, when we think about that, we all have a picture of what that means. When we think about it as related to our spiritual practices, we typically think of the soul. The soul, if if we're in the sanctuary here, we have what we call a teaching symbol on the wall. And if you're at home, if you're live streaming in and you've attended any religious science church, somewhere you've seen that circle with the V in it, with the two lines going across. Those two lines, that space in between those two lines, that represents the soul, the feminine face of God, the receptor quality. Ernest Holmes even refers to it. Ernest Holmes is the founder of religious science. He even refers to it as the womb of nature and the holy mother because it is receptive to the spirit and is impregnated with divine ideas. So today I'm inviting us to allow ourselves to ease down, slip down, be in, come from that soul and allow ourselves to be impregnated with divine ideas. If ever the world was calling for an expansion of divine ideas, I would suggest, and you might agree, it's now. Yes? Okay. So as we open ourselves up to being available to that, being available to the ideas that are needed to shift the planet into all the places and all the ways that it's calling for, we recognize that the war going on around the planet is a call for peace, yes? Mm -hmm. We recognize that when we're seeing homelessness, when we're seeing injustice in all of the various little ways that it can show up on the planet, that all of this is a call for justice, a call for love, a call for peace, a call for harmony, a call for a greater expression of ourselves that we must be capable of or we wouldn't be here. I'm going to say that again because I really want us, and I'm saying us. Notice that I'm not saying you. I'm saying us because I need to hear this too. I need to know this too. I need to remember that if either I agreed or by happenstance, depending on what you believe, I am on the planet at this time, then that means there's something for me to do. Right? Right? 
Yes. And so if there is, in fact, something for me to do, if I have a part in it, then my work becoming, becomes discovering what that part is. And that's where our spiritual practices come in. That's where our prayer work comes in. That's where our visioning comes in. That's where our studying comes in, right? That's where our meditation, being still. It is a delight that we include meditation. That's what we were doing. Ron didn't use that word, meditation. He said, and then we'll have some quiet time. That's our meditation time, right? All of these tools are tools that we both have at our disposal and which are calling us loudly and clearly into a greater expression. What does that mean? That means if I meditate for 20 minutes, make it 25. That means if I pray as I'm running out the door, I do the 23rd Psalms every day. Every day, when I get in my car, I got so habitual about doing it when I got in my car that on days when I didn't leave the house or when I got in somebody else's car, I forgot about it. Then I was wondering why my day was being quirky. (laughs) Right? And then around about 3 o'clock when it's about, okay, what is going on? You didn't do your prayer work today. And y'all know what I'm talking about. I know that you do. I know for two reasons. One, because I know this community. And I know that you cannot be a part of or in any way, shape, form, or fashion touch this community without knowing about these tools. So what I'm inviting you to do is to ask, how can I expand my use of my tools and how can I expand my toolbox? Now, the way that I want to invite you to expand your toolbox is to take something that already exists and personalize it. That can be any little favorite book that you have, you know. I'm just wrapping up. My daughter and I decided that we were going to do Michael Beckwith's 40-day program, right? So we're just wrapping that up. So it can be something like that. It can be the 40-day abundance of you all about, you know, a greater cash flow. Whatever it is, I invite you to take it and personalize it. By personalize it, I mean that I know, because, let's see, I've lived long enough. I know that whenever we open up any of these things, there is always something in there that makes you go, well... But you just accept it, and you read it, and you keep going to the next word or the next page or the next day. I want you to pause. Take a pause. When you hit the little wrinkle, crinkle thing in there, I want you to stop, take a deep breath, and find yourself in there. And put yourself in there. And you put yourself in there by allowing Spirit to reveal to you the way that this thing needs to be expressed by you. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I hear y'all amening. That means you're going to do it, right? (laughs) Yeah? Okay. All right. I said earlier that we were going to look at some of the 
um, specific feminine aspects of the divine. And the piece that I'm inviting us to look at comes from Carl Jung, a noted psychologist, a person who did years and years of work that serves as the foundation for much of the psychological work that is done in the world today, yes? There are seven, or at least I'm only going to address seven, of the 12 feminine archetypes that Jung invites us to consider. The first is the innocent. The innocent. I thought that was perfect for Mother's Day, and we're going to circle back to the innocent. But the innocent is youthful and enthusiastic, excited about life, energized and ready to take on the world, comfortable in her skin and completely authentic in who she is and how she presents herself to the world. There's a sense of naivete and innocence about the innocent. Because this person, this person lacks life experience and has yet to learn many lessons. This person can represent what we are like when we are young or when we are starting something new, a new project. Then there's the caregiver. The caregiver is nurturing, abundant, and generous, caring, compassionate, and able to look after others, bursting with fertility, a drive to provide for loved ones. Hmm. This caretaker, this idea, this archetype of one who cares for can also be applied to creating and sustaining our projects, our work, the things that we've created in life. The creator is attuned with nature and the natural cycles of the planet. Yes? So I'm sharing these with you because as I'm doing so, I'm inviting you both to find yourself in there and think about the people in your life. While these are, and I'm practicing again because in part because ministry is growing in the public eye thank you very much but also because I need to practice not being gender specific with things that are not gender specific yeah yeah so I'm inviting us to consider to know to remember to recall and I'm saying remember because there is this idea that everything that exists in mind that exists in world has always existed in consciousness and that when we bring it into fruition what we're doing is we're tapping into spirit and recognizing recognizing realizing knowing again that which has been known since the beginning beginning of time, but we may not have had it in our individual consciousness, right? So I'm inviting us to tap into on this Mother's Day as we celebrate the feminine face of God that we recognize, recognize, know again that that feminine face of God has a home in everybody, as two words, as every body. 
right? There is the feminine face of God in everybody. The little nutshell of that is that we recognize that it's okay for men to cry. Yeah? Okay. After the caregiver, we have the outlaw. Mm-hmm. The outlaw is an awakened, I love this one, <coughs> untamed and fierce soul who challenges the status quo. Hmm. What y'all doing on Wednesday nights? <laughs> Ah, deeply connected to intuition and sure of themselves and what they want. Confident and demand abundance for self and the world. Hmm. The outlaw enjoys a little solitude and focuses on inner fulfillment. Yes. Then we have the beloved, also known as the lover. Hmm. The lover is creative, playful, and confident, connected to their sensuality and their emotions. Now I'm going to pause there, connected to their emotions, because that's important. That's critical. Interestingly enough, it's one of the things that over the years has been used to criticize the feminine body presence of God. Uh, She's just emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Got some feelings and I'm feeling them. Hmm has a deep desire to connect with others and have deep intimacy, a passion for life, magnetic, loves being the center of attention. Hmm. The scholar, also known as the sage. Hmm. A wealth of wisdom and knowledge peaceful and sincere, introspective, and tuned into intuition. A teacher and shares wisdom freely with others, speaks the truth, knows their power, and is fully awake, has completely embodied their shadow side. This person has met their shadow enough times to say it's all right to say that I recognize that there is that within me that provides balance and provides my growing edge. The explorer is next. A vibrant soul who lives life on their own terms. They work hard toward goals and achieve them. Courageous, competitive, and self-assured. We all know folks like that. Because we know folks that show up in the world like that. And I've got to remind us that every time I've seen an interview, every time I've read an interview, every time I've been in the presence of someone that shows up like that, that shows up courageous, competitive, and self-assured, 
somewhere in there they talk about their spiritual practices. Mm. And I invite you to go check it out. Go read what these people say when they ask them, so how did you do it? How did you become the bestseller, the Academy Award winner, the explorer, the one that was the first two? How did you do it? Even the scientists, even the scientists. Now, they may be using a different term, right? They may say, I saw something in the thing that I wanted to know more about. What is this thing that's in the thing that we can't necessarily give a name to, that we can't necessarily touch, that we can't necessarily have a tactile sense of, but we know it's there? Some of us call that Oludumare. Some of us call that the divine. But it's not necessary that you call it that. It is only necessary that you allow yourself through your life experience, through your life work, to be in touch with that and to let it touch you. Yes? And the last one is the ruler. The ruler embraces their power. They're confident and a natural leader. They know their worth, and they don't tolerate negative, unhelpful attitudes. Hmm. Somebody's grandmother said, they don't suffer fools. Somebody's grandmother said that. The ruler is loyal, protective, and responsible and can make good decisions for others. They know the importance of investing in themselves and look to surround themselves with the best mentors and experts around. They're always growing and leveling up. They're on a divine path. And now this is a psychologist using this word divine right here. I didn't write that part. I copied it, cut and paste. You know how that works. The ruler is on a divine path and here to make great change. So I ask you, where are you? Where are you in these seven archetypes? As we discover which of these faces of God, the who we are here to be, and the how, hmm, we open ourselves up to a life that is a wonder. That is a wonder. It is a wonder to behold, but most importantly, it is a wonder to experience. And again, you know this. I know you know this. I know that you know that on those days when we take the time to do the things, the day just flows. Yes? It's just smooth. It's so smooth until sometimes you have to look around Wow, this was magnificent. And then we say to ourselves, and 
I'm going to do this again tomorrow. And we may or we may not. And more often than not, whether we acknowledge it or not, our may not is coming from our scared, right? It was so good. It was so juicy. Do I really think I could have that again and again and again in successive days? If you don't try, you won't know. And it's not just about you. It's not just about you. If, in fact, thoughts are things, if, in fact, we live in an environment that is replete with oneness, if, in fact, we are all connected, if that is true, then this work that I do while I get the juiciness of it as I'm walking around and being in love with my day, it blesses my entire family, my community. It blesses the entire planet. And so I invite us to consider that it's not an option. It is a responsibility. Amen. I said we were going to go back to number one, to the innocent. We're going to return to that in our entree into that is in the scripture in the book of Matthew in the 18th chapter in the verses 1 through 4. The disciples ask the master teacher, So, who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So, I'm going to say Jesus because I don't want to mess up the other name that I know you all use here in this community. But I promise before I come back, I'll practice. So, Jesus called a little boy made him to stand up in the midst of them, and he said, Truly I say to you, unless you change and become like little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom. Ashe? So there's an invitation to be childlike. Still staying in Scripture, Psalms 139.8 says, If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I descend into Sheol, the land of the dead, behold, you are there also. We like to say there's not a spot where God is not. And that takes me, and it's going to take us, to my absolute, maybe it's not, my absolute, but it most certainly is in my top three of children's books. And that book is called The Runaway Bunny. (laughs) Now, some people may consider, yes, I actually brought the copy of The Runaway Bunny. Some people may consider this to be a book about a helicopter parent. But what I invite us to consider is that this is a book about the way that God works in our lives. This is the way that this 
If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I descend into Sheol, the land of the dead, behold, you are there also. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to pick some pages. But for those of you who are not familiar with the runaway bunny, it is, I'll just read this first page. Once there was a little bunny who wanted to run away. So he said to his mother, I am running away. If you run away, said his mother, I will run after you, for you are my little bunny. And the rest of the book goes on with examples. The bunny says, I will become a fisherman. If you become, let me go back. I will become a rock on the mountain high above you. Mom says, if you become a rock on the mountain high above me, said his mother, I will be a mountain climber and I will climb to where you are. Hmm. I will be a bird and fly away from you. If you become a bird and fly away from me, said his mother, I will be a tree that you come home to. I'm going to become a little sailboat. I will become the wind and blow you where I want you to go. Come on now. Is this spirit speaking? Hmm. Hmm. I will join a circus and fly away on a flying trapeze. If you go flying on a flying trapeze, I will be a tightrope walker, and I will walk across the air to you. Finally, the little bunny says, I will become a little boy and run into the house. Can we say after all of my running around and being about in the world and going hither and yon and wondering why it's not working, Finally, finally, I come home to spirit. Finally, I come home. She says, if you become a little boy and run into a house, said the mother bunny, I will become your mother and catch you in my arms and hug you. the runaway bunny. Ashe. Amen. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so let us end as we began with some awesome music and some prayer. Ah, Father, Mother, God, thank you for this awesome, licious day in which we get to celebrate 
and live from the feminine face of God. Mother, Father, God, thank you, thank you, thank you for our children, our children's children, for our mothers and our grandmothers, for our aunties, for our uncles, for all of the people that have in any way, shape, form, or fashion represented the mother in our lives. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is indeed with a humble, humble sense of gratitude for the opportunity to be a mama. Hmm. It is with a humble sense of gratitude for the opportunity to mama people that I may not have given birth to. It is with a humble sense of gratitude, deep, deep gratitude for all of the people that have mamaed me. Hmm that I release this word to the immutable, perfect, and impeccable law, knowing, knowing, declaring, and accepting that it is that feminine face of God that is prevailing in the world today. I release this word. I let it go. I let God, I let the law do what the law do, which is simply, solidly, and always to say yes. And so it is. Thank you. Be ye among, and the among includes our live streamers. So I just invite you to pause. I know you're at the Mother's Day brunch, and it's all good, and all of that. But I invite you to pause for a moment. Ah, and remember that that which we invite in is that which emanates out through us as we walk through the world. So knowing that in this moment, we know, we declare, and we accept that this service is absolutely blessed and complete, that through the miracle and the wonder of technology, it continues to give and to give and to give as subsequent people over the days, over the weeks, over the years, watch, tap in, and get a little bit of taste of heart and soul. So what I know is that both our hearts and our souls are blessed and prospered as we go out into this day being the feminine face of God, recognizing that mama energy and the power and the presence of it, recognizing, accepting, and embracing all of the ways that we individually and collectively get to both mother and be mothered. It is with a humble sense of gratitude for all of our gifts that have been given today, gifts of time, gifts of talent, and gifts of treasure, that I do say thank you, thank you, thank you, Mother, Father, God, thank you, Oludumare, Thank you to the ancestors on whose shoulders we stand. Thank you for our progeny waiting to be born and to benefit from the things and the work that we do here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I release this prayer and this service to the immutable, perfect God, the impeccable God, the impeccable Oludumare that always and in always simply says yes. 
And if anything in this service resonates with you, I invite you at home, on the live stream, here in the room, to join me in releasing this word and closing this service by collectively declaring Ashe, Amen, Aho, and so it is. Thank you. Mama, you raised me, Mama, you praised me, Mama, you saved my soul. Mama, you told me, Mama, you scold me, Mama, you made me whole. Mama, you gave it all that you live in, just like a ribbon. Round my soul All that you face and never erase And all that you did to make me whole Oh, I'm dancing in my heart To the rhythm of who you are There is starlight in my song And it's all because I know Mama Mama Your love is A ribbon round my soul
Oh, I 